Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast, Chelsea 2, Liverpool 2. What a very exciting and amazing match to watch as a fan of either side, or even if you were neutral in this one, wherever you came from to come and watch this match, it was explosive and it was a very, very good first half. That's really where you look at it. And having Chelsea score two to notch it up within maybe five minutes, unbelievable. Mateo Kovacic with a wonder kick. And then Christian Pulisic coming down the pitch with a feed and assist from N'Golo Conte. That was really nice. And they notched it up at two very quickly. So I give Chelsea props to that. I don't remember because this match wiped my memory of everything that happened in the past. Besides maybe the Romelu Lukaku situation of where Chelsea was in the Premier League table. But right now they sit at second with 43 points, one point ahead of Liverpool and 10 points behind Manchester City. And the difference between those two clubs, Man City has won all of their last five. Chelsea have drawn four out of their last five. And yeah, I mean, that says something indeed. Thomas Tuchel, when talking about Romelu Lukaku and the reason why he wasn't any, he said it was just too much. Too much of a lot of things. He said like a lot of different words. He was just like too much noise. So it was too much uh, that we couldn't put him in. You know, something alluded off of the two words of too much though. Uh, so no Romelu Lukaku starting, no Romelu Lukaku subbed in. Was that kind of an excuse from Tuchel? Because he doesn't really want to obviously state and say, I don't have a respect for Romelu Lukaku right now. I don't think that's it. And it doesn't seem like it affected the other guys in the squad. I don't think they care. You know, everyone has their own issues, but when you're in the in the uh, at Cobham on the training ground or in in the locker room in the dressing room, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's not it shouldn't affect the players altogether. But anyway, that's a talk for you know as we continue in this episode. Happy New Year to everyone listening because it is the New Year. Welcome to 2022. I think it's the last time we uh, recorded was in 2021, and happy to be joined by all three of us together. My two co-hosts are here with me. What a way to start the new year, having everyone together. And Peter is back from his little bit of an absence. The last four episodes, we have missed you. So we welcome you back. And uh, we have recalled you from loan. 
Uh, you know, it is past January 1st. We're here on January 2nd. You have been recalled back to the Talking Blues podcast, Peter. So we're happy to have you back. And uh, I want to ask, how are you doing? You know, it's good to be back. Uh, I pulled a Romelu Lukaku. I said some unsavory things uh, on a fake interview I didn't let you guys know about. So obviously I had to be reprimanded. I missed the past four episodes completely for that reason, not because I was busy and visiting family, which I couldn't record. I apologize, but I am back. Uh, I'm glad that in my first episode back, it's a very fun game, a very interesting game. I think I texted uh, Josh uh maybe i think it was last night that i was gonna be like well the first podcast back we're gonna get destroyed by liverpool because coming into the game i mean with with the lukaku drama and just the form we've been on where we've been playing bad i think it's fair to say and liverpool have been playing very uh well i thought we were for sure gonna get smacked Uh, it helped that liverpool had a few of their starters out uh due to covid that uh this morning or well the morning we're recording this on sunday uh, after the game, they had a few ruled out because uh, of presumed positive tests. But I mean, especially Allison, I thought uh, Allison being out would have played a big part. But I think their backup keeper actually played very well, uh, especially uh, Pulisic. Uh, even though he did make up for it with the goal, I just have to say at the beginning of the game, obviously that kind of kick started everything for me being uh, just. I was just not happy because I thought. At the start, we obviously Pulisic gets a chance one on one with the keeper, where there's no defender anywhere near him, and he just gives the ball away to the goalie. Then, probably less than like a minute or two minutes later, uh, Sadio Mane comes down and scores, and then we continue to dominate. But then the second time Liverpool touched the ball, Salah gets a goal, and then it was two 0 within like first fifteen minutes, probably I'd say, and. I was like, oh, well, what I said to Josh was right. But I mean, I was actually, I was just really impressed how we played. We obviously had a great comeback. Kovacic had a banger, absolute screamer. He's just, uh, he's been, he's just underrated at long shots. I mean, he never actually takes shots, but when he does, he almost always hits it very well and almost always gives us a chance to score a goal like he did. That was an incredible goal. Christian Pulisic, like I said, he made up for it, uh, that earlier chance where, which he messed up. Uh, by getting a TD, or TD, uh, football on my mind, uh, getting, uh, scoring a goal. Uh, N'Golo Conte had a great flick there. He played very well. I, I'll just talk about the midfield. Uh, N'Golo Conte and Mateo Kovacic had incredible games. I want to give them both co-men of the matches. They played incredible. They dribbled well. They advanced the ball from defense to forwards. They made great runs. They won the ball back. They did everything you wanted to do against a really good Liverpool side, and I think they were a big uh, part of our success today. Uh, they played very well. I mean, everybody played very well, except for maybe uh, Trevor Chalaba had his first bad game in a while. Obviously, uh, he tried to do a diving header when the ball was rolling across the ground, headed the ball into the ground, which is obviously you don't want to do. That was an error leading to goal, and he didn't really do anything to make up for it in, uh, towards the for the rest of the game. Then he got subbed off, probably. Arguably his worst performance with us since he's obviously come into the side. But besides that, just a great team performance. It was the first time in a while I was like, this is Chelsea. This is the Chelsea we saw last season where we played good football, created good chances. I was excited to watch them. It was a great game. I mean, it was just a a good way to start the new year. I mean, against a very good Liverpool side, we get a draw, which my expectations coming into the game where we were going to lose bad. And from the start of the game, I also thought we were going to lose bad, but coming back, scoring two goals, getting the draw, 
I'll take it. Obviously, you want to win. We probably could have gotten a win because we really had them towards the end of the game. We had them. They were they were pinned against the wall. Could have scored a goal. Didn't get a chance to. Uh, their keeper made very good saves. But I'll take the point against a very good Liverpool side, especially with all the drama going on behind the scenes. Yeah, so you, you summed up everything perfectly uh, with stuff in the match and before you even came on. Uh, these last few days with the Ramon Lukaku news breaking down. And we can, uh, again, get to that later after we fully recap the Liverpool and, and the match. And we can talk about after this Liverpool match, what does it mean that, you know, Lukaku wasn't involved? But I want to I do want to say that. So just hang on to that in the back of your heads. You also mentioned how a few players were out of this match due to COVID-19. Even the manager for Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, who has been a big uh, say is that is that the way to put it? I, he's had a big say in COVID and how it's affected his club mainly. Uh, hasn't been a fan of it even since he was ruled out of this match, not being able to be involved in all of the above, basically, when it comes to that. So funny how he said earlier this week that, oh, yeah, the Chelsea match, it might not happen due to all of the cases that are, that's happening with his club due to you know COVID-19 cases. And then he gets diagnosed himself with COVID. So that's a big deal there. Uh, I want to send it to my other co-host who is also here, Alex. It's It's been a little while, but uh, you are here and involved in this podcast as well. Uh, how are you doing? And then your reactions to this uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool match. I'm doing well. It's not often that I get a seven minute later introduction into the episode, but hey, I'd rather be introduced than not be introduced at all. Um, <laughs> I'm doing well. And uh, I thought it was good to see this team play with a little bit of metal in them after going two no, uh, two goals down early and I, I do I don't think any of any of you brought up the red card yet or the possible red card that there could have been on Sadio Mane in the beginning of the game on Aspi with the elbow uh, Tuchel coming out and Aspi coming out after both saying it should have been a red card obviously it was only granted a yellow card I, I don't know what you guys think about that just want to get to see what your opinions are on that uh on that call I mean obviously we're a bit biased. I think it should have been a red card, but that could just me wanting it to be a red card. Obviously, that would have changed the entire game. Money would not have been on the field to score the opener. Uh, they would have. They would. We would have been playing against ten for basically the full ninety minutes. I mean, it was literally like thirty seconds in. I think I saw something that said VAR said that the contact was like it was reckless conduct instead of violent conduct, so it doesn't constitute a red card, which. That's that's just not a good way of saying why it shouldn't be a red card. I mean, it's a it's just dangerous, and it was very dangerous. There was no reason for it. It should have been a red card, and we should have we should have had a big advantage in this game, and we might have been able to get a win. But I'm, I'm all I'm saying is, you know, Anthony Taylor is the referee, so you know, take that as you will. You know how he hates Chelsea, so I'll just throw that out there. But it should have been a red card, in my opinion. All right, um, it's a oh, big talking point, right? So let's just think about this. Within 15 seconds into this match, it could have been 11 on 10 throughout the other 89 minutes. And who knows how that could have shaped. Maybe Liverpool could have just been as much or as dominant as they were with 11. You would ex- You would assume that Chelsea would be the more dominant side, right, with 11 on 10. You know, you have to take this match with a grain of salt because there was also, even with the 11 on 11, 
there were chances that I think both you alluded on. I know Peter alluded on in, in his first, um, you know, when he first talked and he said there were many chances he's, you were happy with the draw, which I am as well, but there were chances that Chelsea could have definitely scored on to make it a win. Right. So there was a ballistic shot that I remember that could have been a goal and he just got it over the net. And that was a harder one though. Uh, there was another one, maybe it was Kai Havertz. I, I don't remember specifically. I would have to run through the highlights again to see it, but there were definitely chances with the 11 on, on both sides that Chelsea could have won this match. So looking at it, could have been a red. I honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't want to make an official statement like you did, Peter, and say, yeah, I think it should have been a red card because honestly, that I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, Alex, I know you raised the question to us. What did you think? I'm kind of conflicted. From my non-biased side, I say it's probably a really tight call. From my biased side, I say, you know, you can't just elbow a person. I think it's a red, but I also understand that giving a red card 15 seconds into the game is also not something that is common at all. Um, or or really something right. that the referee would the referee would never want to put the game in that situation from the beginning. And you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree with you. And I think I think it was for us and the NBC broadcasters, I think it was Lee Dixon, who was the guy who said, listen, VAR, if this is in the 40th minute, that would have been a straight red and he would have been off. There would be no discussion right now. It would have gone to the VAR, would have been one, two, three, check, he's off. But because it was so early, then they took a look at VAR, they took a minute or two, and they gave him a yellow. But then again, you can't just make it so that the rules are only apply after the first, you know, 20 minutes or so for red cards and for flagrant, you know, elbows or whatever. Like, just be, you know, if you, if you like intentionally try to kick someone in, in like their face in the 10th second, is that not a red card? Like, it, but, you know, if they do in the. I don't know, 60th minute it is. You, you can't just make the rules differently for different periods of the game. I mean, but then again, you did mention, I think you said that it was, in your opinion, it was borderline. So obviously, if it's, obviously you can't do that. But if it's already borderline, if it's already borderline and the ref's kind of like, hmm, and then he sees, okay, it's right at the beginning of the game. He doesn't want to make this game be, I don't want to say not fair because obviously it's fair to get a red card. It was should have been a red card. But obviously, if it's so into the game, a borderline decision, which could go either way, is obviously going to go to the way of not, not, I don't know if ruin is the right word, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, when the decision is halfway and you're trying to make a decision based off the context outside of what actually happened, then yeah, you have to lean it towards the way of the yellow card for sure. But I, I, you know, was it really 50-50 in their minds? That's what I'm not sure about. And that's only what the VAR and uh, Anthony Taylor will know. So we will never know that. But uh, Tuchel and as people seem to think it was a red, obviously they're not exactly uh, unbiased sources. But uh, yeah, besides that in the match, Kovacic and Conte were sensational. Uh, I thought they were great. And uh, it, it was good to see those two guys come back from injury and really start to play well. And, uh, you know, Chalaba making that mistake for the first goal. I mean, he's young, he's inexperienced at this level. He hasn't played in a whole bunch of big games like this. It, you know, he was bound to make a mistake eventually. Um, and I don't think this, you know, puts him out in the doghouse or anything because uh, he's been playing well for us. He just made one critical error. And that's really what today was. 
it was a game of few individual mistakes that led to us not winning this game. And I think now he knows, right? This is a development moment in his in his young footballing football career. And now he knows, all right, I use my feet next time to clear that ball. I mean, it's as simple as that, right? That's that's a mistake that happened and it's unfortunate and it is what it is. I really I know I keep on like mentioning it. I, I know I mentioned it earlier, but just the whole the whole that whole sequence of the second goal with Christian Pulisic just wows me. It, it, just a big wow goes off in my head because I think it started with the Rudiger uh, strike down the field like a long ball. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I just I, I just remember it finishing with an Angolo Conte chip assist to a to a just a nice goal by Christian Pulisic. So uh, that that I really want to highlight. I also do think the other way around, Edward Mendy, he kept Liverpool from winning this match. He kept us in this match too. Chelsea missed tan- chances, but there were two or three key saves that Edouard Mendy made that, yeah, okay, maybe it could have been a better shot because I think one of them was from Mana and, again, the announcers that we were listening to said, oh, it could have been a better shot, but a tremendous save by Mendy. I agree, but it was the shot that, it was the shot that was shot and it was the save that Mendy made to keep it uh, from being a goal. So, again, Credit to our goalkeeper, Edwan Mendy, in this match for his uh, pretty good performance, I would have to say. And of course, I had this written down. I remember, I, Alex, I don't know if you remember this in the preview that we did. Remember how I said the I've never done a score prediction and then I just happened to stumble across my lips that uh, I had Lukaku and Ziyech starting in this match. And I had, yep. it was a, the cross to the Lukaku goal. And then I was like, did I just do a score prediction? And neither of them played. Yep. Can, well, let me, excuse me, say what I was going to say was that I I said that I was like, yep. Now that I mention it, they're not going to play, right? I like I know it's coming, and look what happened. Yep, they didn't play, like you said. So just had to uh, just had to put that down there. I'm glad I kept it in the dock, honestly, because now I can say that I was right all along because I said, yeah, they're not going to play. Of course, we knew that. Any other thoughts from this match? And then if not, I can go through the stats, and obviously we have the player ratings to go through with the both of you guys. So that's going to be fun. I'll just echo kind of what you said about Edouard Mendy keeping him in this, in this game. He obviously hasn't been bad, but I mean, he hasn't been where he was last season where he was like saving us every single game, making these great saves. So I think this game, he always shows up in the big games, the really big games. He make these key, makes these key saves to keep us in these games. Obviously, it's probably one of the worst times for him to start getting momentum because well for him it's great for us it's not for him it's great because he's now going to AFCON it was a great send-off for us keeping us in this game getting us a draw giving us the chance to win but obviously now he's off to AFCON and he'll be out for a few games so now we have to go go with Kepa and so it's going to be uh it's not going to be great we'll see what happens Kepa's been looking good but obviously Edward Mendy who you saw in this game can make these great saves can keep us in these games against these very, 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 very dangerous teams uh, is going to be out for a bit. And we have to rely on Kepa. Yay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. You know, we moved from this match and, and after the game, Tuchel did come out and say that he's going to meet with Lukaku tomorrow and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Could he return uh, midweek against Spurs? We'll have to see. And uh, we'll see how those conversations go. But uh, yeah, that that's pretty much all from me. 
Uh, Josh, you want to do the player rankings? No, we're going to do the stats. So, oh, stats. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's all right. I'll I'll keep this podcast in check. It's okay. Two two. The Chelsea draw with Liverpool. It first started out with a goal by Sadio Mane in the ninth minute, then went to a Mohamed Salah goal in the twenty sixth minute. Mateo Kovacic with the goal in the forty second minute, and then Christian Pulisic with a goal in the 45th minute of extra time, basically 45 plus one. We go to the shot totals. Chelsea lead that with a 15 to 10 shot total win in their favor. Shots on target were both 6-6 on either side. 57 to 43% possession stats for Chelsea leading their way. And that was a big thing that I think really shifted in the second half because the first half was just really explosive. Both sides had chances either way. I think it was really 50-50. And then it really kind of slowed down in the second half. And, you know, it was kind of just a possession battle. Whoever had it passed it around a bunch, trying to find a chance at, at, at the goal. And they did, but just nothing that obviously squeaked past to uh, make it a 3-2 match. Anyway, passes 557 to 433. Chelsea led that. Packs accuracy. Chelsea also led that 82% to 75. Fouls 13-5. Liverpool led there. Let yellow cards two to one. Liverpool led no red cards in this match. Could have been one um, early in the early. We already talked about it. Three three offsides and then seven six corners. Liverpool actually led that, which I was surprised. But I just felt like they cleared it a lot um, to the you know to the back line. They cleared it past there, which led to a corner. But interesting that they had more. So now we go to the top three in the Premier League when it comes to uh, the standings. And it's Man City still in first, like I said, 53 points. Chelsea in second with 42, uh, 43. And Liverpool in third with 42 points. The next Premier League match for Chelsea is going to be a while from now, right? Because it's, uh, it's the EFL Cup semifinal. And there's two legs in that. So the first one is on Wednesday against Tottenham. And it's the FA Cup third round. Yeah, so Chelsea actually don't have another Premier League match until a huge one against Manchester City Saturday, January 15th. Wow, that's a, that's a big one. So they go from Liverpool to Man City. And then after that, it's Tottenham. So a lot in a row. It's, that's, uh, wow, okay. Uh, you know, I'm just reading it off now. I didn't even realize. But yeah, uh, it's going to be a few, a few uh, the EFL Cup, then FA Cup. So a few cup matches. Uh, here and there. All right. Now we can go to the player ratings uh, for anyone who is new or for Peter, Peter to explain. Um, I, but I feel like Peter, you've done this already. Basically we're keeping track of the amount out of 11 that you guys guess, right? Alex and Peter, you guys guess the player ratings for a player out of 10. This is from fan nation sports illustrated Chelsea site, absolute Chelsea. Uh, we use their ratings cause obviously there's the, you know, there's all different sites that do different ratings. So that that's basically your explanation there. So here's how it's gone the last few times. Player ratings. Alex was 5 for 11 in the Wolves match, 7 for 11 in the Aston Villa match, and then 1, 1 for, we did 1 for 10 or 1 for 11, whatever. It was, it was very bad. And I gave you half credit for guessing one of the bench players, right? So that was about it. Not good there. Okay, let's go to the player ratings uh, against Liverpool. The first one is going to be Edward Mendy. Now, I don't know whoever... I mean, there's no really upper hand um, on who gets it right. What do you want to do? Do you guys want to do it separately or you want to each agree on a rating? I think that might be easier just for me to write down, but it's up to you, whatever you want to do. We'll agree on a rating. Okay, well, if Edward Mendy... Seven? 
Ooh. I'm going to go eight. I, I know these ratings that. well because I know how they do. Six is like the average. Five mm-hmm. isn't the average. I think it's, it's so bump it up by one of what you Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with eight too. Eight. Good agreement between both of you. That's going to be an eight yes. for Edward Mendy, and that puts you guys. I'm just going to mark it down so far. One for one. Or one for one. Can someone do this that's not me, actually? Uh, nope. Y- Unfortunately, you're going to have to do it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not happening because you know. All right, fine, I'll do it, Josh. I'll yep, do it. One I know. for one. I know someone's gonna someone's gonna be nice and do it. I'm right now. If you can go into the dock and then just put it in as we go along, because I'm already. I, I have. A, I'll put it. I'll put it in after. I got it now for the list of how many we got right. Okay, very cool. Trevor Chalaba is the first defender who is in this. Five. Four. Ooh. Okay. Oh, bump it up by one. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Uh, let's try five. 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 It's gonna be a six out of ten, uh, ten for mistakes. No, 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 mm. no, no, no. You can't he, just give up a mistake to a goal and get a six out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Which, according to you, was average. I mean, you're basically yeah. at fault for the goal getting an average. I don't know about that. Whatever. Eh, it's fun. One for two, fifty percent. Correct. That's good, gonna but... be Thiago Silva. Nice one. Seven. Seven. Yeah, I was gonna. I was say gonna say thing. six, but I'll, if Chalaba got a six, Silva has to get a seven. Yeah, seven. So you're one for two. You are now two for three, getting Thiago Silva mm-hmm. score right. We go on to nice. Antonio Rudiger. Seven or eight. Seven. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think we do seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'll go with seven too. Yeah, yeah, seven. I uh, I assumed you guys were gonna go higher than lower because they actually have Antonio Rudiger getting a five. What? And their explanation Five? for that is some of the blame for the solid goal has to be appointed to the German caught stuck in yes. the mud by Trent Alexander Arnold's lofted ball while uh what is that cantering True. aimlessly not quite the sm- the swashbuckling performance that fans have been accustomed but to. But then they give Chalaba a six. a 6 even though he was at fault for the first goal. Yes. All right. And Rudiger was better than Chalaba. So if Chalaba's getting a 6, Rudiger has to get Seven. Who had a better game than Chalabot, which should be a seven. We move into Cesar Azbulaqueta. Seven. Uh, what do I, I feel like I'm going off of Chalaba, but clearly they think Chalaba had a somewhat decent game. So we'll go off of like Thiago Silva. Yeah, yeah I, I think he was as good as Thiago Silva. I'll go yeah, seven. seven. It is going to be a six. For Cesar oh, I was going to say that, too. Two for five, you guys are. Angolo Conte in the midfield. How generous are they? It's eight or nine. I, I think they're going to go eight and give Kovacic a nine. So okay. I'm going to go eight. Okay. Eight. All right. So you're in agreement with an eight. That is correct. Uh, that's three for six. So it's still 50%, right? So Angolo yep. Conte, eight out of ten. Mateo Kovacic. Nine, Nine out, out of ten. 10. Yep. Wow. That was that was like right after I said it, and both of you said well, it. We already discussed time. it previously. All right. Yeah. It oh previously. my god! You don't have to snack back. I'm giving you credit. Yes, <laughs> correct. Mateo Kovac is nine out of ten. Marcus Alonso it has to be a. S- uh, but he was better than Chalaba. Six I mean, out of ten. Six out of ten. Uh, I think. I'll go six two, yeah. I, right, if it's seven, I do gotta say that I did say it was seven two. That's uh, so I can get some credit, but I'll go six. Okay, six. Let's just say absolute Chelsea are actually fans of your guys' thoughts when it comes to Marcus Alonso because they gave him a three out of what? ten. Looking, <laughs> what? Enjoyed a lot of space on the left flank, but his play was labored and pedestrian you would have been, yeah but that's like his normal performance so. you have been forgiven <laughs> yeah. for thinking he had a packet 
a packed a pillow for the bridge. Just whoever wrote this is a uh, very not a fan. He's a big he's a big uh, words guy. I don't know him and Shakespeare I mean, I, have a I, lot in I common. Can, actually, I can, I should have I should have thought of bump down because I mean Salah did absolutely just that's true. Wait, let me break his ankles on the on his goal. <laughs> I mean he 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 did one tiny body faint and Alonso was like on the other side of the pitch. Here, let me finish the uh, little description here. Yep, His sorry. defending. No, you're good. His defending for the. I mean, it's not as bad as Alex's yawn mid episode at <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon here. His defending for Liverpool's second was laughable, as he yeah. much as ha, as has much of his defending in recent weeks. Not of the requisite standard as we go into 2022 the wording oh my goodness wonderful okay brilliant brilliant right? yeah great four for eight all right let's go to mason let's just say peter our ela teacher would love this okay let's just yeah. go to mason mount now seven seven yeah all right that's gonna be an average score there of the six out of ten that alex was talking mm. about a four for nine you guys are uh in these player ratings let's go christian pulisic i don't know S- seven but I, how much do they weigh the goal versus the missing mistake. a one-on-one chance, which yeah, is I think, a, which I should think have been seven. a goal? I think seven, because like a goal is still better than a missed chance. So like I think that True. yeah, I'll go yeah. I think I think it was probably better than Mount. I'd say so. Yeah, I'll go seven. They gave Christian Pulisic a six out of ten. Oh, oh we were God. so they close. actually they... have the longest description uh, of any of the players on Christian Pulisic. So let me read this: the Americans' decision making in the first ten minutes was simply atrocious. Missing the chance to play in Kai Havertz comfortably, followed swiftly by dallying on the ball when presented with a golden opportunity, mere yards from goal. Mere yards, right? That would be. I don't know. If, Mere, yeah. yeah. If either ends in the back of the visitor's net, it's a different ball game. Alas, alas, after almost gifting Liverpool a third, things did improve. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Punctuation by a subline equalizer. The goal perhaps put gloss on what was otherwise a tough afternoon at the races, but it was. But it really was much needed gloss, and therefore he deserved credit for that in the very least. So he, this, whoever wrote this was very, very upset with the uh, poor performance in the beginning of this match by Christian Pulisic, which led to the six. That's fair. That's what I was kind of talking about, how, how much they would weigh down his early struggles, obviously missing the chance versus the actual scoring. We overestimated how uh, much a goal is worth, but whatever, we move. We do move into the final player, Kai Havertz. Five. It, it, if Mountain Pulisic got six, it has to be a five, right? I think they're gonna go six. They, five I, you, they've been five. They, you're clearly not a fan of the attacking players today, so I could. You, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's even a four. But, but I th- usually I, they rate Kai Havertz nicely. But I mean, usually. he didn't do anything. What did he do? I know, but these people have propaganda, and they're excited. Yeah, gotta gotta gotta, gotta get his value up. They gotta get his sure value he's not up. A flop. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. going six. They're going six. They're <sighs> definitely all right. Why don't we? If, if it's a five uh, or a six, we get it right. You got to come to an agreement. No. Uh, what do you think, Peter? I'll go right. six. And then All I right. can say I told you so if it's five. Okay. So I'll go six. <laughs> Fine. Alex can be the uh, told you so person here because it is a six for Kai Havertz. Yeah. And just for, it's, just for... I told you they love him in these ratings. I, they always how is he ratings. the same level as Pulisic and Mount, though? It doesn't make sense. Let's go for fun uh, to the bench real quick. Callum has an adore. They don't have one for, but Jorginho they do. So just for fun, what do you guys think? You could get separate here because I won't have to mark it. I mean, six. I, six is average, so I guess I'll go six. Yeah, six. 
They gave him a five. <laughs> I was going to say five too, but then Alex, I was like, well, <sighs> all right. I should have just gone on my own. Alex, you gave me bad advice. I'm, this is your I'm fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it's I mean, fault. at least Peter, now you have experience, right? So you've done it before. So maybe now the next time we do it, there'll be a change. Now, the next time I won't listen to Alex trying to sell hard. He's, he really fumbled the bag this time. I think we easily could have gotten five out of 11 or whatever. Yeah, easily could have gotten better than five out of 11 if you uh, didn't give me bad advice. Nope. I disagree. No, it's fine. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. No, <laughs> okay. don't worry about it. Don't worry about okay. it. No, completely fine. So, all right. all right, with that, and this is, again, I don't know, I think we should talk about it on here just to let everyone listening know when our next episode is going to be. Do we give ourselves a week and we come back after the FA Cup match on Saturday with an episode recapping kind of the EFL Cup semifinal, like one out of two and the FA Cup match against Chesterfield in the third round? Or, yes. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Peter says yes, too. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then, so that's what we'll do. So uh, look forward to us coming back to you again in about a week. Oh, shoot. We didn't talk about Romelu Lukaku yet. We didn't talk about Romelu Lukaku yet. I, I want to let Peter talk about it as well and Alex uh, giving an update. But um, all right. I can I can just keep it short. Just I'll just go short. It's fine. It's- he disrespected the club. <laughs> no one's bigger than the club. I like what Tuchel did. He, he didn't deserve to be in the squad because you can't let him play just because he's our big signing and we need him to play because you have to you have to keep a bit of discipline you can't let people just speak out privately with no knowledge to the club speak out bad about our club say how he wants to leave that's just you can't do that so he deserved to get reprimanded he deserved to not be in the squad we got the draw without him anyway we played well without him anyway it's just i don't get why he'd do it but he did it and so now he has to live with the consequences of it it's just stupid. I don't understand why he would do it, but stupid. No one's bigger than the club said that already. Just I'm disappointed. I think that's I'm disappointed. Agreed. No one's bigger than the club. Tommy Tuchel forever. Don't disrespect the club. But I, I, I want to ask a question, though, because after this match, that that's that's something you could have said on Thursday when it came out. I'm saying now. So he's been benched. All right, he was benched today, and Tuchel's going to talk to him about it tomorrow, and it was just too much, just too much noise, whatever, that he couldn't start him. Does Romelu Lukaku still have a future at the club? Yes. Yes, but it depends how good of an excuse he can come up with. <laughs> That's what I'll say. If he In makes this a reasonably heartfelt statement saying that he didn't mean what he said, even if he did, and somehow, or we just really start doing badly and we desperately need him that that'll be it basically we we i I think it'll be fine i'm sure after tomorrow it'll be there'll be some sort of statement they'll be like you know uh ron lukaku we had a misunderstanding or something and i'm fully committed to play for the club i love or whatever and that's what it's gonna be anyway i don't think it'll help with the fans though i feel like the fans will still be but he does have a feature at the club. Uh, if he has a feature in fans' hearts, that's a different question. I don't think that's the case. But I think he will have a feature at the club. I don't think we're going to be willing to like sell him or do anything like that. Or I don't think we can. I don't think there's a hundred million on Roman the line here. exactly can afford to just bench the hundred million uh, yeah, pound no. signing, right? Yeah, no. Agreed. Okay, so then I go to my next question. You said he has a future at the club. I think both of you. Both of you agreed on that. So does he start or come off the bench in either of the batches before our next recording against Tottenham or against Chesterfield in the FA Cup? I think he'll play one of the games or both of the games. He I will think, make an appearance, I think. I think it's going to be resolved after tomorrow. Almost positive. Okay, well, it depends on what happens tomorrow. 
assuming like i think and i think alex also thinks where it gets smoothed over then definitely will make an appearance i think he'll probably come on as a sub i i think it will still be noisy so like tuchel said so i think tuchel might not want to start him but i think he'll definitely play in one of the games i agree with alex there okay and then uh just my last question here and this can go to both of you as well. I know, Alex, two episodes ago we talked about because of the Reese James injury, he'll be out for about a month, I think you said, the last time we talked about it. A month, two months, yeah. And then Ben Chilwell is likely out for the season. Peter, we were talking about wingbacks two episodes ago and transfer uh, pe- you know, people we could get. We were saying we'll call Emerson from loan. That's the first step you do, not Ian Matson, because he's just, I don't think, ready for, for that yet. But uh, Marcus Alonso is not our only option. <laughs> He can't be, right? So Emerson, we were saying recall him from loan. That's the first step. And then maybe the second step, signing a player, the one we landed on together was Luca Digne. So I just want to know your thoughts on uh, since the transfer window's back open, what what do you think Chelsea should do? Uh, recall Emerson, that's obviously the first priority. But Lyon, don't, they don't want to give him up. So I don't think that's an option. I think Digne would be a good signing. I completely agree that that's a great player for us. Uh, I don't know. We just can't have, as seen from today, this, I forget what he was given. I think it was like a three. Uh, the lackadaisical defending. Uh, it's the requisite. It's not good enough in 2022 or whatever. We definitely can't have Alonso as our only option, but definitely can't be recalling Matson. He's not ready, like you said, Josh. So Dinier would be a great signing. Will that happen? Who knows? The board is known to be terrible. So I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen. We're left with... Uh, Alon slow uh, for the rest of the year, which would not be ideal. But I'm fine with Aspie on the other side. I may add, he'll he'll do fine. But we just can't have Alonso there. I can't. We can. The club can be happy with Alonso there, but I cannot bear to watch Alonso there for the rest of the year. All right. So with that, uh, we said it earlier. We agreed upon it. Uh, next week, you'll hear from us hopefully Sunday or Monday of next week, which is that like January 9th or January 10th, or if there is breaking news, like uh, when we did the Liverpool preview, we also tied that in with the Romelu Lukaku uh, situation. So if any breaking news comes out, we will be back earlier with a breaking news podcast. But besides that, uh, most likely you'll hear from us next next week. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Talking Blues podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to find places where you can listen. Go to Talking Blues or Shibit Studios dot com slash talking blues at shippetstudios.com slash talking blues we are on twitter at talking blues pod i'm on twitter at josh Holo 29 alex on twitter at a 23 and also we're on tiktok on tiktok at talking blues pod we've been talking for so long i'm losing my voice thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time for another episode of the talking blues Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? 
Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.